so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers on vaping and e-cigs. Are they harmless habits or health risks? I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can find me and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Lisa Evers. And you can catch up on all of our Street Soldiers episodes, both Hot 97 and Fox 5, free of charge on my website, lisaevers.com. Now, in this episode, we're talking about the e-cig vaping and hookah explosion, initially marketed as harmless alternatives to traditional tobacco cigarettes. New warnings are coming from the government, the government officials, and even the Surgeon General himself about the dangers of e-cigs and vaping. As mysterious vaping-related lung illnesses sweep the country, the Illinois Department of Health says one person has already died from it. Now, some doctors say that this is an epidemic, and especially among teens and people in their 20s. But is this hype? Is this just more of the scary hype we hear sometimes? Or are there real health risks? Let's find out what our panel has to say. Joining me is Sean Prez. He's the CEO of Power Moves Inc. He's a marketing expert and the founder of the Global Spin Awards. Sean, great to have you with us. Hey, Lisa, great to, great to be here. Thank you so much. Also with us is Dr. Fred Pescatori. He's a natural physician, best-selling author, and international health educator. Dr. Fred, great to have you with us. Thanks, Lisa. Great to be here. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Plemmy Lawson. He's an AFT certified master level trainer, a personal fitness and nutrition expert. Plemmy, great to have you with us. Thank you for having me again. Thank you so much. Dr. Fred, how serious is this vaping crisis or is this just another one of these overblown health warnings? Well, right now it is a serious health crisis because we don't know what's happening. And so far recently, so many things have occurred, including that one death that we were talking about. So right now it's a crisis, whether it's going to turn out to be as bad a crisis as smoking cigarettes or drinking alcohol or doing any other thing, any other vices that we have, only time is going to tell about that. But right now we're having some serious issues. I mean, granted, you have to think about it though. There's only a couple hundred cases of this happening right now. But where is that going to go? Is it going to escalate really rapidly or is it just going to kind of fade away? And this is just something that is just, I don't know, something's off and we don't know about why. And so I understand why they're doing what they're doing, but not sure where it's going to fall after this. And where, where it's going to go, because it's still very, it's still very early on. But we wanted to talk about it. Plummy, you work with a lot of different people. You also work with high-profile celebrities that sure. are in a very fast-lane lifestyle. Sure. Um, any restaurant you go to, any club, there, there's hookahs. People who would never take a regular cigarette, are they just vape for hours and hours and hours. 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 They're on the hookah the whole night long while they're drinking. What do you see happening? Do you see this affecting their ability to, you know, to take care of their health? Well, I tell everyone first and foremost, you know, whether it's a high-profile celebrity or whether it's just a regular person uh, who's looking to improve their health, you can't do both lifestyles. You have to pick one or the other. Uh, smoking obviously has adverse effects on your cardiovascular health. There's no way you're going to be able to keep up with sprinting, cycling, and a lot of the other exercises that I ask for a lot of my clients to do if you're trying to do both. Also, so you're staying up late. Right. You know, you're not going to get up at 5 a.m. and go to the gym. If you're doing that. But are, are you seeing people come in and they're like going, I don't know why I'm short of breath. And sure. then you're, And then they're Coughing, like, yeah, I'm vaping. wheezing, absolutely. Uh, so the vaping, they don't think especially about, hookah. Right. Especially hookah. So I'm, I'm cautious against that. I'm, I'm always telling people you have to stop with the hookah smoking. Because of that. Um, Sean Prez, the part, part of the issue around this whole vaping and e-cig mm -hmm. uh, crisis is around teens. Mm -hmm. 
And th they, many people say, the critics say that it's been marketed directly towards teens. They even call it, juuling has become like a generic term, like, right. you know, making a Xerox copy or something. And the founder says, no, no way do we target teens. But as you look at that whole industry, which is now a multi-billion dollar industry, sure. what do you see happening? Okay, first and foremost, the founder of Jules is supposed to say that. Right. You know, of course, he is not targeting teens. But in terms of the marketing um, overall, it's a play right out of the Philip Morris playbook, right? You, you look, there are these vi um, vibrant colors. They have these 20-somethings um, who look much younger than their actual age. They're the cool crowd, very pretty model-type chicks. Um, handsome model type guys, these are the guys who are advertising, vaping, and you know, these e-cigarettes. Um, it started out as an alternative to quit smoking, to help you quit smoking. But in terms of the marketing, the marketing says different. It says, hey, you know, we understand there's a stigma attached to smoking um, cigarettes, but this is your cooler alternative. Sure. So, so it's basically making out. it an acceptable lifestyle. Oh, 100%. Dr. Absolutely. Fred, the, the, talk about the teens because this seems to be <clears throat> like the, bi the, the biggest concern. Does it affect, you know, people are inhaling these substances. Sometimes you don't know what it is. Sometimes it's not the thing you, they'll buy one and then they'll kind of, you know, fix it, fix up the, the device their own kind of way, put their own stuff in it or whatever for the, for the vaping liquid. Um, why are teens seem? Why do they seem to be so physically vulnerable to this? Well, I think teens are physically vulnerable because their lungs aren't formed completely yet. So they're not. So they're not only attacking their lungs with this oils, with all of the chemicals that are in. There's so many chemicals in these vape pens. There's so many chemical, more chemicals in hookah. So and when you're marketing towards young children, you're getting or teenagers. It's acceptable for them to do it, right? Their parents aren't going to say you shouldn't be smoking. Now maybe they'll be saying you shouldn't be vaping. But th it's the fact that they are more vulnerable, A, because their brains aren't developed yet. So kids up to 25 are more reckless. They're willing to do more reckless things. You don't know what they're putting in these substances. They can right. take that little thing out. They could add some THC. They could add whatever street drug they happen to have with them. You can crush up an Oxycontin and put it in there. There's Who knows what's wow. going on in there? But it's bad, especially for, for young people, because they're the ones who are going to get hooked, and they're going to get hooked forever. Plummy, what about the, the, the rep, you do repetitions with, with workouts, but, you know, when people were smoking, would smoke regular cigarettes, they, you kind of count. You know, you got 20 yeah. in the pack, and then right. how, if you're getting close to the end of the pack, you're like, wait, I did too much today. But right. with the vaping, they're on it almost like babies are on pacifiers. Absolutely. And hookah people are on those things all night long while they're sitting at a club or sitting at a restaurant. Absolutely. Um, not only are you inhaling a lot of the toxins, uh, but I also read just doing some research that, you know, just one little pod is comparable to uh, smoking a whole pack of cigarettes as far as the nicotine intake. So not only are you becoming addicted to nicotine, which is a bad thing. I think addiction to anything is a bad thing. Uh, but then at the same time, you're taking in all these toxins, the secondhand smoke, um, and there's just not enough evidence or enough data right now to say that this is totally safe. So while people think that, you know, vaping is safer than smoking, I still think the jury is still out about it. And, and Prez, when you talk about the, the big tobacco playbook that they used, it's the same thing of like making it look cool. So regardless of what the health information is from the health experts, this is what I have to do to look cool. Oh, absolutely. Like, I, I want to pick up on something that you just said. Yeah, go said. ahead. Go ahead. In, in terms, let's be clear. There is nicotine. There's tobacco in 
you know, these these devices. It's not like this is a healthy alternative. Right. Because right. it smells fruity. Or something. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, it's cool. So they're, they're, you know, luring kids in with flavors and, you know, different vibrant colors and ways to hook them. And they're getting them really early. And, you know, they're promoting on things like social media. And um, it's it's hooking them in for life. All right, we're going to talk about that. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Yo, what up? It's The Game, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people only on Hot 9-7. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about vaping, e-cigs, and hookah. Are these just harmless habits, or are there real health risks associated with them? Let's find out what our panel has to say. Joining me is Sean Prez. He's the CEO of Power Moves, Inc. He's also a marketing expert and the founder of Global the Global Spin Awards. Prez, great to have you with us. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you so much. Also with us is Dr. Fred Pescatori. He's a natural physician, best-selling author, a number of books, and an international health educator. Dr. Fred, so great to have you with Thank us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Plemmy Lawson. He's an AFT certified master level trainer. He's also a personal fitness and nutrition expert, works with many celebrities as well, one-on-one -on -one sessions. Plemmy, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. We appreciate me. it. Let's talk about the hookah thing. Prez, you're out and about in the lifestyle, in the music industry, in the entertainment industry, all of these places. Even regular restaurants now, they give you the, they bring the hookah before you can even get a glass of water. Absolutely. Hookah is big business. I mean, you know, we were speaking offline about the hookah menus. You can literally go into a restaurant and there are different flavors of hookah to smoke and it, it's the end thing to do. But it goes back to the marketing. It goes back to the way that they have made this new trend so cool and, and it's so sexy to do. It, and here's the thing. It's not limited to girls. It's guys, old, young, everybody's doing it. It is 100% cool to see somebody smoking on an e-cigarette or pulling on hookah and blowing vape into the, in, into sure. the air. Dr. Fred, and what about this? Because you can't, you can't smoke a regular cigarette or a cigar in a, in a restaurant. No, not anymore, the, which is a good thing. Right. But with hookah especially... And, and this is the thing that I really want people to understand. It's only water vapor that is taking away, that is filtering the substance that you put in there. So there's more carbon monoxide that you get from hookah than you get from cigarettes. So your body like has eight times more carbon monoxide in it from hookah than from smoking a cigarette. Uh, you've got polyaromatic hydrocarbons, which is these PAHs that everybody's talking about. When you grill a steak, those are that that's what's carcinogenic is those 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 black lines that you see. That's what you're inhaling when you're doing a hookah. And then there's benzene. There's and then there's the nicotine, you know, that we've been talking about. But people put THC in there. They put all sorts of things in there. But there's so many more chemicals in hookah than anything else that we're smoking right now. So and yet people stay people people stay on it for they're they're on it all hours. night long. Hours. Well, that's the other part. And you could also because you're sharing. You could also pass along whatever, you know, whatever's in your mouth you can share. You know, you can pass along herpes viruses. You can pass along bacterial infections, all sorts of things. Really? With yeah. a, I, that always, I mean. Well, you're supposed to change the mouthpiece. So. Yeah, but like, yeah, they I come mean, out with the new, the new tips, but what about those yeah. tubes and, like, the whole. Exactly. The tubes are filthy. I mean, they're not cleaning out the tubes after every use. They change the little plastic device. That's it. At the tip, and that's it. Good so point. if somebody else has the flu or they have a like, some serious or like you MRSA said like or like there's some serious oh, wow. diseases that you can that you know, sounds that so nasty get, ugh, horrible but it's plenty plenty you had experience with a client that that was out all the time on the hookah absolutely 
um, part of his uh, job was to be in nightlife. So I, I kind of understood why he needed to be there. But I said, look, just because it's there and you can partake in a lot of that stuff, you have to learn to abstain. You know, in the same way with alcohol, you can ask for water, you can ask for alternatives, and hookah is just something to stay away from. And I remember back in, uh, I think in 2014, when I first started to work with him, um, there was this famous song out called Pass Me the Hookah. I don't know if you heard it before. Uh, it was by, I think, um, Tiger. Tiger? And, um, we got the music expert right here, DJ. And, and what, maybe what, Young Thug, I think? Yeah, so this was a real popular song. So I think the DJ probably would play it back, you know, 10 times in the club, and everybody's ordering hookah. So the lifestyle was really pushed on people. So it was hard to try to say, hey, stop that lifestyle when peer pressure is on you and you, you feel like you need to be cool to do it. And then I'm saying, hey, you need to have a healthier lifestyle, which people typically start thinking, oh, when I get older, I think about it. When I'm younger right now, I just want to it have doesn't, fun. It doesn't really matter, and they're not going to see anything. That's right. But, but Prez, the, like you, you, the, you're in a restaurant. A lot of people won't drink a glass of water. You know, for the, just the water that they bring, that the, that the server brings or that the bartender gives you or whatever. They want like a bottle of water. They want to see the label on the bottle mm -hmm. to make sure it's like a real company, you know, bottle bottle water. And yet with hookah, it doesn't seem like there's any brands. There's any specific. It's just whatever. Like, it could be potpourri from the... <laughs> I mean, whatever. It's, it's like... They're doing the job right. It, it, it's yeah. as simple as that. They have marketed this thing in a way... They've sold it... You know, they're telling us half the story, right? It's a healthier alternative. It helps you to quit cigarettes. But they didn't say it's healthy. It's not healthy. Right. There's nothing healthy about it. You are still taking in all of these toxins. You're taking in all of these... You know, things that you have no idea what you're inhaling. But the perception is, hey, this is harmless. I look cool doing it. Everybody else is doing it. So why not? And nobody well, seems to be dropping out. It's not like, what about that, Dr. Fred? Because you see, like, if people drink too much, you see it. Or they smoke too much weed, you can tell. But but the hookah, they can be there all night and just get, some people say they get a buzz off it. I guess it depends where, where you're at and what they're putting in it. But they get a buzz off <laughs> it and, you you know, they don't seem impaired at all. Well, no, well, because it's it's supposedly just nicotine, but it's when they start coughing, it's when they start wheezing, it's when they start getting dizzy, nauseous, that sort of thing. And if you're smoking and, and drinking at the same time, if you're having a hookah and a drink, what's really doing that to you? You don't really attribute it to just this harmless little water vapor that I'm smoking. Right. You attribute it to the alcohol. So it's really difficult, I think, for people to understand that there are ways of getting off of nicotine that are less harmful. And as you pointed out very well, none of these things have ever been proven to be harmless. They're just an alternative. Sure. And what about like how new it is, Plummy? I mean, we don't, we don't really see, there's not like a whole lot of research about no. any of these things no. at all. The well, only re I'm sorry, but the only research we do have is on the toxins that come out of those. Sure. That's the research we do have. I mean, in all of those, uh, most of those vape pens have propylene glycol. You know, which is a horrible toxin. Doesn't and sound good. You're breathing mm -hmm. that in and having it go into your lungs. That's kind of crazy. Sorry to interrupt. No, please. no, it's totally. But then, fine. does the vape does the vape make it because it's vape because it it's being vaped? Absorbable. Is it making more potent yes. as it it goes into your system? Absolutely, it's more absorbable. It gets in that much quicker because it goes right into the lungs and right into the body. Plummy, what about what about the peer pressure effect? Because well, we don't hear people having bad story yet about the hookah. Well, I think um, first and foremost, people should always consider the source where they're getting the information from about the harmful effects. You know, if you're going to Juul, 
which is one of the leading, you know, companies pushing, you know, e-cigarettes, or if you're going to another distributor to get your information about whether it's harmful, that's kind of, you know, backwards. Why right. would I go to the, them where, you know, their profits are based on telling me that it's fine? So I think sources like American Lung Association, um, perhaps the FDA, perhaps Dr. Fred's CDC, newsletter. <laughs> yeah, you know, go somewhere. Street Soldiers Edition. Exactly. You so you want to consider the source first uh, because there's, there's no profit behind telling me that, you know, it's good for me or bad for me. So I, I think start there first. But in regards to peer pressure, um, I think you just have to have, first and foremost, parents, you know, who stay on top of you. Like I have children and my oldest is um, 12. And she's right at that age where, you know, in middle school where kids may say, hey, I have this e-pen in my book bag and let's, you know, go in the hallway and smoke. Uh, so for me, you know, I'm going to stay on top of her and I'm going to really caution her to make sure that she doesn't succumb to that peer pressure. And that she knows that this is not something that's that's good for you, even though everybody's Absolutely. everybody may be doing it at the Absolutely. school. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so crazy. Prez, what about in, in terms of the, just this this the image? Is there a point, is there a tipping factor where the information becomes so scary that it counteracts the image, that glossy image? Well, we, we have to keep in mind, people have been smoking for centuries now, right? right. But it's only in the last 30, 40 years that you're seeing these campaigns that are right in your face and have, are showing you the damage that smoking you know, can do to you if right. you smoke. This is still a relatively young phenomenon and new There's, it's new like it, it's just not enough data you know just like the doctor said like yeah we, we we have data on some of the things that's in it but overall the long-term effects no one knows yeah they need so, more people to die yeah like right. they, they, they're gonna need people to start dropping off yeah. so well, that's horrible yeah to, so to answer your question many people now feel as though hey you know what this is safe i can do it it doesn't leave a stink smell on me, I, you know, because now smoking, for people who smoke, it, it, it's a little older. It feels kind of gross. You know, kids are not getting into smoking the way that they once were. No, definitely. We're going to pick up on that Pick up on that topic. Is there any level of vaping that's safe? That's coming up on Street Soldiers when we come back. Yo, what up? This is Clarity, and you're listening to Street Soldiers with the one and only Lisa Evers on Hot 97. You dig? Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about vaping, e-cigs, and hookah. Are they harmless habits, or are there real health risks? Joining me for this conversation, Sean Prez. He's the CEO of Power Moves Inc. He's a marketing expert and the founder of the Global Spin Awards. Prez, great to have you with us again. Thank Thanks you so much. Also joining us is Dr. Fred Pescatori. He's a natural physician, best-selling author, and international health educator. Dr. Fred, great to have you with us. Thanks, Lisa. Great to be here. Thank you so much. Plemmy Lawson is with us also. He's an AFT certified master level trainer, personal fitness and nutrition expert, and private trainer to many celebrities. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. We appreciate it. Let's focus on the kids right now because it's the back-to-school season, and there is a lot of concern about the kids, you know, being exposed to this. Somebody comes comes to them, you know, pulls it out of their book bag on their way home from school, and the e-cigs are there. Um, Dr. Fred, is it just kids that are suffering these these ill effects from these e-cigs and the vaping, or teens? Well, or well, right now, that's the ones who we're seeing who are the most affected by this. Like teens and early twenties. Teens, early twenties. So the younger the the younger the person is, the more likely they'll be affected. Whether that's because they vape more, whether that's because they're really using it as as a uh, 
uh, you know, something fun as opposed to using it for the purpose for which it was invented, which was to taper you off of cigarettes. Who knows? But right now it's happening to a very vulnerable part of the population. Granted, it's still a small amount of the population, but who knows where that's going to go from here. So I think it's really important that now that it's back to school season, that people really pay attention to what's going in their kids' school bags. Like, are they getting these vape pens from somewhere? And where are they getting them from? And why do we think vaping is okay for our kids to have? Well, I think, and, and then the other issue too is like, what, what some, some of the research too, that are, some of the articles I read, they talk about that these people who are showing up in these emergency rooms, otherwise healthy, with these respiratory illnesses that they can't really diagnose. What, when, we say, when we say respiratory illness, for those of us who are not MDs, what does that mean? That means you're going to be coughing, you're going to be wheezing, you're going to have difficulty breathing, you could be nauseous, you could be dizzy, you could get lightheaded from not having enough oxygen. And when you take x-rays on these people that come into the emergency room, it looks like they have this giant bacterial and viral pneumonia. Oh my gosh. That's how bad the lungs look. And that's pretty intense. And you're and you know, and they can't you know, their oxygen saturation goes down so they're not able to breathe. Who knows the long term effects that you can have by not having enough oxygen in your brain when you're seventeen and eighteen years old. Right. I mean you see that in people Absolutely. who train and they and they drop their oxygen saturation. Absolutely. And in some respects that's good because you can get a better workout. But I mean it's not I mean long term side effects of this stuff, it's pretty bad. What oh wow. President in ter in terms of the the effect on the kids, like they, they it's not illegal. It's illegal to sell it to kids, and it's illegal to market it directly to kids. But what are some of the techniques that that brands use in order to get around those prohibitions? Okay, let's talk about Jewel, who owns about uh, a third. I mean, three quarters of the market. Fifteen billion, about fifteen billion dollars yeah. a year. Like they came out 2015, 2016, immediately pumped a million dollars in advertising into social media. Who's on social media all day long? The kids. Right. Junior high schoolers, high schoolers. They're directly targeting exactly where these kids are at. You can say what you want, but the fact of the matter is you're going, it, it, it's like saying, hey, stay away from schools and then go to a school. And, right. and sell your product. They're right there where the kids are at. So. And then right there in their face. Plummy, how do you talk to your daughter, your 12-year-old daughter, sure. about the peer pressure or the fact that she's like, but Daddy, it looks so cool. You know, everybody's doing it. It's, nothing bad is going to happen. How do you talk to her about that uh, as a parent? Well, I would say Deja. Hi, Deja. <laughs> I would say the same thing that I say to her about everything. Um, and that's that, you know, there are going to be people in the world that are going to try to persuade you or influence you to do things that may be harmful to you. And they may try to do it because of image. They may just want you to be part of the cool crowd. Uh, but you need to have your own mind. You need to be strong-willed. And you have to know that the lifestyle that you want does not match the lifestyle of being hospitalized, point blank. No, definitely. Dr. Fred, in, ter in terms of what can happen, is how concerned are you? Because you you do a you do a you're not always in step with the traditional medical profession no, by I'm a long not. shot, and you really speak your mind, and a lot of people depend on you for that. Is in terms of the vaping in kids, is there any level? You know, is there like what is the worst case scenario of what could happen to kids? Well, the worst case scenario is death. I mean, right. we've seen the worst case scenario, and luckily it's only been one so far. But I mean, I think, I think what really is the problem is that no one's regulated this stuff. It came out right. on the market, 
and it was like, okay, cigarettes are regulated, alcohol's regulated, marijuana's regulated. Even water, regulated. even bottles of water Bottle, that you have to exactly, tell where it came from. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And this comes on the market, and it's not regulated at all. And, and it's marketed to kids. I mean, you talk about, but it's not only tobacco. Um, Ronald McDonald is marketed to kids. You know, all of these unhealthy things are marketed to kids because you've got a consumer for life. Right. And that's what bothers me the most. I mean, my first book was Feed Your Kids Well. I mean, I wanted to teach people that you got to get them when they're young. Right. You don't get us when we're young. We've developed so many bad habits along the way. Right. And I'm, I'm just afraid, afraid that vaping and e-cigarettes are going to be like, oh, yeah, it's nothing. It's harmless. Let's just do it. It's going to be the same thing. And then you talk about brain development. Is it possible, too? It can impair their, they, they can have learning disabilities later on in life? or Absolutely. I mean, they're going to get, they're, there's no way they can't have learning disabilities or behavioral disabilities because our, what we call the prefrontal cortex of our brain, doesn't develop till we're 25 years old. So that's why wow. kids are more reckless. That's why they do all sorts of things that we wouldn't do anymore as adults because the brain isn't fully formed. And now you're throwing some toxic chemicals that you're vaping, which gets super inhaled, that crosses the blood-brain barrier. I mean, that's really kind of bad. I mean, we so, so the whole va the, the the whole vaping technique is actually like a very potent delivery system. Absolutely, is basically what you're it's saying. It's the delivery system. You know, cigarette smoking had it. You know, it was a nicotine delivery system. This can deliver anything into the body, into the lungs, where it gets dispersed so easily. And I think that's why, and especially with the oils in the pens, when the oils get into your lungs, that's where, where they're really thinking is where it all happens. When the oil gets into the lungs and it leaks out of the pens, because when it's heated, it doesn't always burn off all, all the way. So you get the oil that goes into the lungs and then sets up this horrible reaction. It's an antigen antibody response. So your body's like, whoa, this is not supposed to be my lungs. So that's why you see this intense immune response when you take the x-ray and the entire lungs are filled with you know, white blood cells and all sorts of stuff. And like fluid. Gunk. gunk, yeah, basically. I mean, to use, not to use a yeah. fancy medical go. term, but gunk, gunk yeah. basically. Yeah. That's the no, word but I was so, looking so, for. So, <laughs> but, the, but the oil, the oils too, like, like the flavors, and then what about the, that the Prez was talking about, these these different, fla these quote-unquote flavors. Where are these flavors coming from? Like <laughs> right. artificial flavors. Right. And they still don't and know what's in them. Exactly. What are they, they made out of? I know, it's They're crazy. Not, yeah, I, they're not natural flavors, I can tell you that. But they give like fruity flavors, they give all these different... Oh yeah, I mean you got flavors like cotton candy, gummy bears, like... Yeah, ooh, yeah absolutely. Who's eating cotton candy? Right. Eating gummy bears? <laughs> I was in a store recently. Exactly. Oh yeah, that's I was in a store recently and I saw, um, and I asked the guy, I was like, you know, it looks like Baskin Robbins. And they, it was a play on the name. And I was like, is this like trademark infringement? And he was like, no, I said, because it, it would seem like it is marketed directly to children because the, the flavors, like Cinnamon Toast Crunch flavors, like these are brands that, that the they kids can know. easily the identify kids with, and, but they're, they're play on them and that's the flavor of the oil. Wow. And you, got, and you mentioned something earlier, um, Lisa, that, that, that kind of, you know, just passed by, but it, it, it's, a, it's a market, it's a brand's dream to have their product used as a verb you know when when, when we right. go into our search engine we say i gotta google something right right people uh you know they're jeweling like like they, they, that has taken the place of saying vaping this just shows the stronghold that you know these manufacturers have had on our kids you know they're jeweling they're not just vaping
they use the term Julian. And also, too, um, Dr. Fred, there, there was one one article this week in the New York Times, and they said that, that that's made it difficult for some of the, the, the CDC health researchers trying to get a handle on this to even know how many kids, because they don't consider Julian vaping. Exactly. And, and so when you're trying to take sample, what we call sample sizes, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm not vaping. Yeah. I'm Julian. Yeah, and if you don't ask the right questions, you don't get the right answers. Sure. And that's the whole problem with, with how to figure this whole thing out, which is why I think, I think, uh, I think it's going to the extreme where some co counties want to ban it completely and, and that sort of thing. I'm, I'm always a big fan of when the government intervenes and starts banning things, but I do think something has to occur because we're not understanding the epidemic right now. And we certainly don't want to have an, another opioid epidemic like we were going through and still going through. No, absolutely. So, Plummy, what about the availability? Because you go, you go into any of those like convenience stores that are sure. at the gas stations in the suburbs sure. and you know the candy stores in the city or whatever I can't believe everyone's carding for somebody no. 18 or 21 no well I think above board everyone is going to tell you that they're carding oh they have to be 21 and up in order to uh, you know to actually buy this right uh, but I think you know profit is going to be king so eventually they are going to sell to people and not card uh, even if you have an adult who doesn't care who will buy for them Right. And then bring it out to them. I think, you know, children have a way of getting it. Young teens have a way of getting it. And then they just start young and that cycle just repeats itself. So do you think when some of these some of these municipalities are like totally banning it, banning the sale of it, is, is it going to change the way the kids and the teens are using it? Not at all. I just think, you know, in the same way that, you know, you can see teens and kids smoking cigarettes or even drinking alcohol, um, it's just going to be another way to get to it. And, and whenever you tell someone overtly you can't have something and that is banned, then they try even harder to get it. So it makes it even that much more. That's yeah. reverse. It's really quick. Is it 21 years? Oh, it's supposed to be 21. I think it's 18. I thought it was 18. Yeah. 18 well, for tobacco. So it depends I, on the, the state. The kids are getting it, it because they're 18 year olds in there. It's supposed to be 21. It depends on the you know? state. And, yeah. and I think they can they can make it higher if they want. Yeah. Because they don't want to get tagged. Right. They can sell high. Yeah. They can make a higher age yeah. if they want. Sure. Yeah. But I think 18. But it depends on the state too. So you know, different different states. But listen, 18 or 21, you can somebody gets an older brother, or older sister, yeah. well, or they take them from IDs. the yeah. right, yeah. and so they 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 figure out figure out ways ways yeah. ways to get it. Um, Dr. Fred, what do you think in terms of some of these public health measures? I mean, what can they? The Surgeon General's on been on a tour telling people this is really bad, and he's very concerned about teens smoking marijuana in these and you know vaping marijuana too. Well, absolutely. I mean, as a public health official, I absolutely, you know, and I have a public health degree, so I'm very interested in how this all plays out on a public health level. Again, it's the overreaction without having any data that gets me going. Right. Yes. I mean, we've had a death. Should we pull it? Maybe we should pull it. Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should understand what they're actually doing. We don't know what this child was doing, who died. Right what other health conditions they had, whether the drugs they could have been doing, you know, right. so so not not to not to support Juul, but in to their defense, we had years of their products without any of this happening. Right. And now all of a sudden all of this is happening. Is it just being reported now? I don't think so. But we have we do know that there is some safety to it. But we don't know the the dangers to it because we haven't studied it yet, and that's what we really have to look uh, into. No, we definitely need to find out about that. Um, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Yeah, you already know what it is, man. This is Big Sean, and this is the Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, real people 
only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about e-cigs, vaping, and hookah. Are these just harmless habits or are there real health risks? Joining me for this conversation, Sean Prez. He's the CEO of Power Moves Inc. He's also a marketing expert and the founder of the Global Spin Awards. Prez, great to have you with us. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Dr. Fred Pescatori. He's a natural physician and best-selling author and also an international health educator. Dr. Fred, thanks so much for being with thanks, us. Lisa. And also joining us is Plemmy Lawson. He's an AFT certified master level trainer and a personal fitness and nutrition expert. Plemmy, great to have you with Thank us. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Dr. Fred, is there any level of vaping? First of all, vaping and e-cigs are two different things. They can be, yes. And sometimes, but sometimes we're grouping them all in the same Absolutely. category. And that's, and that, that also gets into a problem because e-cigarettes are one thing. Vaping, for instance, we have patients, I have patients who vape CBD, who vape THC, and that's legal. And there's never been in the several years, and, and I also practice in California, so I've been prescribing this stuff for many, many years. Not one single issue in terms of these lung diseases, the deaths, none of that stuff. In all the years I've been prescribing THC and CBD um, in vaping, and some people opt to vape it instead of using the drugs. But those are regulated sort of though, aren't but, they? Not regulated, but there's, there's certain... They're not necessarily, I think, any more regulated than an e-cigarette. Right. They're regulated in the same way. I just don't think people are necessarily changing what's in there or doing what's in there, you know, and, and they also don't have the same, to your point, they also don't have a lot of the same flavorings, a lot of the same additives, mm -hmm. those They're doing it for things. pain relief they're or do, for, for a treatment or whatever. sclerosis for whatever, right. cancer, they're doing it for a variety of different things. I actually have clients that, that do it yeah. right now. Absolutely. And, you know, and what do you whether see? They're, they're dealing with cancer or whether they're dealing with other afflictions, um, the fact that they are vaping um, CBD and, and, and vaping the THC, it's helping them, especially with pain management post-workout. So they say they do this on a regular basis, and there is no issues. There are no lung issues. But I think when it comes to, you know, the hookah and the nicotine and the tobacco, you know, that's a whole other dangerous segment. To, to put all those things in it. Um, Prez, in terms of the safety, is, it, is this becoming kind of a PR nightmare for the industry? I think it is. Um, you know, whereas once upon a time it was just the cool thing to do, now there are forums and panels like this that, you know, um, I recently read an, an article on truth.com, truth.org, excuse me, um, you know, really highlighting the danger. So it is a PR nightmare. Now, the train has already left the station, you know. So they have to spend. They, they, yeah, they have to spend. Yeah, and, you know, but they, but they have the money now. You know, this is big. This is a multi-billion. Multi-billion. Yeah, no, no, no different than with the um, lobbyists with the and tobacco yeah. industry. Yeah. They so now they have the money to fight. There you go. And it's they not like it's it's in its infancy anymore. It's in its infancy overall, but the money is there to fight. Or, or line or line the pockets of your politicians so that they don't. Or just lobby against well, before it gets to that point. Absolutely. What, but what about the Dr. Fred? Because you are an independent voice on a lot of these issues, and you do, and you have no problem speaking out against kind of like the medical uh, consensus when you not feel like all. it's just <laughs> not for the reasons they're saying it's for. In ter in terms of let's talk about adults. Let's talk about like 21 and older. Is there for for vaping? Is there any level that's safe for them? Because I mean, I think the other thing too, we talk about vaping. You know, we just see, you see people with these things in their mouth like. For, yeah. for a long time, for hours at a time. And I think that's where the real problem begins, and you brought it up perfectly. It's like people know 
that they've smoked a pack of cigarettes. And they're like, okay, that's all I'm going to smoke today. Right. They don't know how much they're, they're vaping. So do I think yeah. some level of vaping is okay? I mean, in, in my history of all the patients I've seen, yeah, there's a certain level of vaping that's okay. E-cigarettes, there's a level of, of it that's okay. I think it's when you're doing it a lot, you're doing it constantly, you're one of those people walking down the block and all you see is this cloud of smoke coming out from totally. in front of them. Totally. Um, <laughs> We've all seen them. Yeah. We've all yeah. seen, yeah. seen them here in New York. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's really where the problem becomes. And when you start mixing with alcohol sure. and other sure. drugs and that sort of thing, I think that's where the problem is. So yes, I do think there is some level of safety. We don't know what it is, and I would like to figure that out, but I don't think we need to ban it in order to figure it out because then we won't be able to have the THC-CBD combinations either. Sure. Right. I actually heard the uh, the owner of Juul say that, you know, or at least this is the spin now, that, you know, this is targeted towards people who are trying to quit smoking, so this is the healthier alternative. When they admitted that they, you know, marketed to, right. to teens and they should not have. So now they're trying to spin it and say, well, this is just, you know, so that the we can eradicate cigarettes altogether. Cigarette smoking. Yeah. Well, interesting to me, how can the FTC or the FDA allow them to say that it's the healthier alternative when I can't say that a nutritional supplement is a healthier thing than, you know, Coca-Cola? Right. So something's not. That's crazy. Something's yeah. not right there in the yeah. state of Denmark. De de definitely. Prez, what about, what about with the, the kind of the slide too, like alcohol? First thing is get the kids, you know, get, get them on these fruit flavored wine coolers, mm -hmm. get them on these fruit flavored, you know, these hard lemonades that have all these bright colors and, mm -hmm. and these flavors and the, the same thing. Do you see that same type of thing going on here? Well, you know, uh, I believe first they get the e-cig, then they start vaping, then they start doing more. I, I believe it was you, Dr. Fred, who brought up earlier, you know, th this is, this is, very, very strategic. It's very, very intentional. They're hooking these kids while they're kids. Mm -hmm. If you hook them while they're kids, you have a customer for life. It's not like these kids are going anywhere. And because the data is not there to disprove that, they, that, that it's harmful, why would they ever quit? Why would they ever say, hey, you know, because people now have the data to say smoking tobacco for an, an, an extended length of time leads to um, lung disease, cancer, so forth Heart and so disease, on. Sure. With vaping, you, as far as kids are concerned, they hey, just I haven't seen, except for, for that death that may or may that is believed to be uh, related to it. They they haven't. They're not seeing people dying like they do with the oxygen. Here we go with young kids, right? right? Young kids don't have their brains fully developed, so it's like that'll never happen to me. Right? How can that possibly happen to me? Sure. Well, let's go beyond young kids. I mean, there are adults. You know, we see enough music videos. We see enough people on Instagram and you know, um, these different social platforms who are blowing away, they're vaping away. So I, I think until it's proven that there are true harmful um, casualties sure. from, from smoking over That people are dying from it. A lot of yeah. people are dying from it at people young ages. People keep doing it because psychologically they feel, hey, it's nothing wrong. Do Dr. Fred, to the argument that the e-cigs that the e are a way for people who smoke cigarettes, for adult, for let's say for adults that smoke cigarettes and they're trying to quit, and then they switch to these e-cigarettes, is that the best way for them to quit? Not at all. They're not. They're, they have no intention of quitting because when, in order to quit cigarette smoking, it's not just the nicotine you're addicted to. You're addicted to the oral habit of doing this, and when. Uh, when the replacement is the same thing and you're still getting nicotine, you're still getting the pleasure of inhaling something and blowing it out, 
you're not going to quit. And there are, there are easier ways. We have That's gum, we have patches, we've got everything. There's, a, there's other things. complete 100%. spin to do it. The other, th the other things that they can do. Pummy, what about the ritual of it? Because I want to come back to the hookah thing, too. Mm -hmm. the, the, the hookah, it's like it's a group thing. It's everybody's kind of like participating in sure. it. It's the it's the cool thing to do, but yeah. it's also like a drug to me. Kind of like a dr you know reminiscent of drug well, here's the thing. habits you too. Know, if you want to go out and you want to socialize and you want to be amongst your friends, and even if you're not somebody that goes out every Friday and Saturday night, say you just go out occasionally, it's your birthday, whatever it may be. Um, again, as we we talked about, it, it's pushed upon you. You know, there's a whole hookah menu that's sent out to you. Uh, before you can even sit down, you know, someone at a restaurant. Even sometimes, in some depending upon the club you go to, you know, someone you know in a, in a different uniform or outfit uh, is going to walk over to you, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, you know they're they're going to be suggestive and they're going right. to say, you know, I'm the hookah person, and you know, what would you like to to get? And I think as long as you continue to be in those social settings, you know, you want to be in the VIP area, so on and so forth, then you're going to engage in that naturally because you want to seem cool. And then, and then, just not knowing again, you just, it, it com, comes back to not knowing what you're what you're doing. Yeah. Have you had people that you work with that, that you like? You got to really like seen a difference in them once they stopped. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, not only has their endurance picked up, their stamina picked up. Um, I have some clients that say that you know I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life now. You know I've dropped 20, 30 pounds, and they've they've given up a lot of addictive behaviors. You know whether it be addictions to sugar, which is a whole nother topic. Right. Um, and or uh, addictions to smoke or nicotine, um, just putting away those vices oftentimes just leads to a healthier lifestyle. And just how they look at themselves and absolutely, and, and how how they deal with it. Doctor Fred, if you were if you were the Surgeon General, mm -hmm. what would you be doing right now with this? What would be the questions that you or the, that you would want answers to? I would like to know what is happening in each one of these individual cases of because there's only a few hundred of them they could easily be somebody should be sent there to interview these people and figure out what exactly they were doing whether they added anything to the vaping whether they added anything to the e-cigarette what exactly the brand was what exactly they did that's what i want to know and that's if i were the surgeon general i'd be spending all of my efforts to figure out on those cases so it's almost like putting up a quarantine around those cases what did you do how did, how did this occur when there's clearly, if it's a billion dollar industry, there's millions of people out there doing it right now. Right. So why was it only these 250 or these 300 people that we know of? Let's go after them now while it's such a small group. And they can, and can they can control and take a look. But Prez, a problem getting uh, getting honest answers though from teens. If they're underage oh. and they're doing it, they may be like, no, no, yeah. I don't do that. Or yeah. I did it a few times and. Yeah, would you have told your parents? Uh, but you know, no. we, we use it. You know, we use it in the industry. Honestly, <laughs> yes. sorry. Like, whenever you ask somebody how much they smoke, you always double it, and when you ask some how much they drink, you always quadruple it. Yeah. So that's the doctors. Yeah, that's how we so do what, it. The so when you do that check and they go, how often do you drink? <laughs> exactly. Occasionally, yeah, you're yeah. like going, okay, okay that's every, every night. <laughs> all right. Well, I want to thank all of you for being uh, for being with us for this episode of Street Soldiers. A lot of great information mm -hmm. um, to help people make the right and and healthy choices on this. Sean Prez, great to have you with us again. Thank you so much. Dr. Fred, appreciate all your help, thank and you thanks so much. so much for being with us. And Plummy Lawson, great to have you back with us. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. And thank you for joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace.